And now, for the show reflecting on classic radio, Hollywood 360, with your host, Carl Amari. He was like a god walking amongst mere mortals. He had a voice that could make a wolverine purr, and suits so fine they made Sinatra look like a hobo. This your place, Carl? Yeah, what do you think? Really? It's really awful. But I have a lot of things that are on order. You know, credit trouble. Pay more attention to your schoolwork and less to the radio. You always listen to the radio. It's different. Our lives are ruined already. The Whistler. This tape will self-destruct in five seconds. Hello, everyone. I'm Carl Amari, and this is Hollywood 360, the radio show that presents all things entertainment, including trivia contests and games, movie reviews, celebrity interviews, showbiz news, and classic radio shows. My co-host is the tantalizing Lisa Wolf. In this hour, Lou Ayers and Lionel Barrymore star in the story of Dr. Kildare from 1950. But first, Lisa Wolf Dillon is our lyricist for Learning the Lyrics. Lisa will read popular song lyrics, and I'll try to guess the name of the songs while you play along at home. Right, Lisa? That's the deal, Carl. Uh, but first, I need to go to Mike, our producer, and get his prediction, because hmm. that's what we do. He might actually get all of these. You think he'll get them all three? Uh, maybe. Wow. All right. I'm going to go with two, because that would be more typical. But uh, Mike's saying three, one, you're think, saying two. Yeah, I think the first one's tough. So okay. we'll see. All right. All right. So these are all songs that begin with the letter N. N. As in all right. no. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> N-O, no. Here we go. Mm-hmm. We're no strangers to love. You know the rules and so do I. A full commitment's what I'm thinking of. You wouldn't get this from any other guy. I just want to tell you how I'm feeling. Got to make you understand. Nothing. And it, you chirp, head right to chirp, the chorus. Chirp, chirp, See, I told you the first one might be the toughest. Yeah. Um, that brings you right to the chorus. Yeah. We've known each other for so long. Your heart's been aching, but you're too shy to say it. Inside, we both know what's been going on. We know the game, and we're going to play it. And if you ask me how I'm feeling, don't tell me you're too blind to see Hmm. And it's the next line. Nothing is ringing a bell at all. We're no strangers to love. <laughs> it's probably a, like a love song, right? I don't know love songs. This is a song that everybody knows, I think. Mike, do you know this song? Yes, I do. Okay, good. <laughs> all right, well, you don't know it. I don't, you don't know, know it. it. I Let's have no idea. We're no strangers to love. I would never get this Carl, song. Come on. This is never going to give you up by never, Rick Ashley. Never would get this song. Well, sorry. Never going to give you up. Never going to let you down. Around. And desert you. And desert you. Speaking of dessert, yes, I can use some ice cream right about now. Ice cream? Yeah. Yeah. That, no, but I like that Baskin Robbins ice cream like yeah. uh, dessert that you Which, get for oh, birthday. Yeah, those are good. That's good. The, the, Andy's frozen custard. That's that's my choice. Really? My Absolutely. favorite. 
Actually, my favorite dessert in the whole wide world yes. is Dairy Queen Banana, banana split. split. You like oh. that. The bananas are always so fresh, and then you get hot fudge and then the vanilla, and then I get nuts on it because I'm nuts. Yeah, I don't like either of your two favorite well, desserts that, sound that great? much. No, I don't, I don't oh, like gosh. that. I'm going to have to go this week and get some now. No, I don't Thanks like Thanks a that. lot. It <laughs> was my like diet. That. There it goes. <laughs> All right, so I didn't get that one. All right. Hang I, on a second. I feel like you'll know the next two, though. I stink at this. Okay. Ready? Yeah. I was a little too tall. Could have used a few pounds. I was a little too tall. Could have used a few pounds. Tight pants points. Hardly Tent renowned. points and... Hardly renowned. Hardly renowned. She was a black-haired beauty she was with a big, dark eyes. beauty with big, dark eyes. And points of her own. Sitting oh, way up high. Sitting way up high. Way up Night firm and high. Night moves. Night moves. Bob Seger. Bob Seger. I was a little too tall. Could have used a few Sounds pounds. better when he sings it. <laughs> Tight pants <laughs> points. Hardly renowned. <laughs> she was, was a black-haired beauty with big, dark eyes. And points all her own. So way up high. Well, you got that line down. <laughs> this is a great song. I know. You know, I had this album. Bob Seger and the Silver Bullet Band. The Silver Band. Bullet Band, yeah. I had this album, yeah, and I played one. that song over and over, over and over. Yeah. And I'll never forget, because I had, I kind of had um, commandeered, commandeered the basement of our house in Schiller Park. And I had, like, there was, I had my whole, you know, setup down there. I had all my posters on the walls of... Classic films, you know, uh-huh. like Maltese Falcon and Casablanca sure. and everything, all over the walls. And I had photos of like uh, movie I don't stars. Hear that part. No, I had movie stars <laughs> and things. And then I had my record collection, and I had all my radio shows on reel to reel and everything down there. And I had a disco ball, and a um, I had like incense, mm-hmm. you know. That sounds attractive. And, and I had my. <laughs> My albums and one. So of how them, did it work for you? And down one there. of them was it was good. Yeah. And I had a black leather, um, black a black leather couch, but it wasn't real leather, so mm-hmm. it was like faux leather, like vinyl, <laughs> vinyl. And then I had my Bob Seger albums. Yeah. And my Fleetwood Mac mm-hmm. and my Rolling Stones. Yes. You know, and I would take that Bob Seger album, put it on there. It was like a Pioneer turntable, and I'd play that, and I would just I had the headphones on. Yeah. You know. Gosh. I had a little Panasonic. What but... happened? <laughs> I don't know. We're all <laughs> went. Ah, those were the days. I know. The all memories. right, so I got that one at least. All right. I think you'll get the next one, all too. Right. All right. Looking out on the morning rain. Looking out on the morning rain. I used to feel so uninspired. So uninspired. I think. And when I knew I had to face another day. Yeah. Lord, it made me feel so tired. Hmm. Before the day I met you, life was so unkind. But you're the key to my peace of mind. Hmm. Oh, come on, Carl. I'm telling you, our listeners are yelling at you. I can't hear them. I don't know why. I do. I hear them all out there. What are they saying? 
they're saying the name of the song. Keep going. Well, if I say the next line, it leads right into the title. Well, so I can't give you that part. And then just stop before you say the title. Well, it's all part of the same line, so I can't give you that part. All right, well. That, that, the part I gave you is the best part I can give you. Do it again. Listen. Do it in the I am. Looking out what? Looking out. Is this a slow song? Listen to me. Just focus. Looking out on the morning rain, I used to feel so uninspired. Uninspired. It's yeah. a, it's a slow song. And when I knew I had to it. face another day, nah, I won't. Lord, know. it made me feel so tired. No, nah, I won't. I won't listen. know it because it's Before a slow song. Before the day I met you, no, life was so unkind. I don't know it. But you're the key to my peace of mind. I don't know. Mike, help me. I don't know it. It's a slow song. Looking out. Oh my god. On the morning. I don't get these songs. What? I don't listen to these kind of music. What? You don't have to listen to it. So just, everybody know knows it. this song. I don't know this yes, song. Yes, you do. I couldn't tell you what it is. What? I had to face no idea. Just listen for a moment. Where have you been hiding? Under a little rock. A big rock. A big rock. There's a little rock. <laughs> <laughs> you have to be a big rock. If I was hiding under it, it would oh, be a be big a rock. There it is. You know it now? What? What? Aretha Franklin. I don't Natural I don't listen woman. to slow songs. Oh, my God. This is slower Mike, do you know this song? It can't be slower. Of course. Of course. It can't be a slower song than oh. this. All right, well, all right, that's all job. the time we great have. Job, that's all the time we have. See you, Carl. Been nice. <laughs> Been nice working you picked, with you. You picked one good song. Oh, okay. so that's So that's good. One out of three. I know. You're if bat- you don't get it, it's a lousy you're song. You're batting 333. This is a fantastical okay. song. Okay. Okay. All right. Good for you. See you, Carl. <laughs> <laughs> we'll have the story of Dr. Kildare. After this short break, stick around. More Hollywood 360 after these important messages. Now back to the best in classic radio on Hollywood 360. The story of Dr. Kildare was a medical drama. I'm sure you probably figured that out by the title. I'm familiar with it. Thank you. It was based on characters made popular by a series of MGM medical melodramas that starred the great Lou Ayers and Lionel Barrymore as the two main stars. It was Dr. Kildare and uh, Dr. Gillespie. And so what did they do? They took these popular movies and said, hey, let's put them on radio. And that's exactly what they did. And it was syndicated by MGM. They were not only in the movie business, they were in the radio business back in the uh, 40s and 50s. Um, There was also a very successful TV series, Dr. Kildare, that starred Richard Chamberlain as the the Dr. Kildare and Raymond Massey as Dr. Gillespie. So this was a big franchise, Dr. Kildare. This is called um, The Abandoned Baby. That's the name of this episode. May 31st, 1950. It's episode 14 in the series. Here's the story of Dr. Kildare. The story of Dr. Kildare. 
whatsoever house I enter, there will I go for the benefit of the sick. For whatsoever things I see or hear concerning the life of men, I will keep silence thereon, counting such things to be held as sacred trusts. I will exercise my art solely for the cure. The story of Dr. Kildare, starring Lou Ayers and Lionel Barrymore. Metro-Goldwyn-Mayer brought you those famous motion pictures. Now this exciting, heartwarming series is heard on radio. In just a moment, the story of Dr. Kildare. And now the story of Dr. Kildare, starring Lou Ayers as Dr. Kildare and Lionel Barrymore as Dr. Gillespie. Blair General Hospital one of the great citadels of American medicine. A clump of gray-white buildings planted deep in the heart of New York, the nerve center of medical progress, where great minds and skilled hands wage man's everlasting battle against death and disease. Blair General Hospital. Where life begins, where life ends, where life goes on. Jeepers. I gotta get some advice. Blair General Hospital. Yeah, uh, uh, hello, this is Joe Wayman. I gotta talk to Doc Kildare right away. Step on it, huh? Okay, don't flip your lid. Kildare speaking. Uh, boss, uh, this is Joe Wayman. Oh, hello, Joe. Uh, Doc, you know that uh, that call I got to pick up some dame over here on the east side and bring her back to the hospital? Yeah. Uh, uh, yeah, well, there ain't no address like that. I asked all up and down the block. Must have been somebody's idea of a practical joke. May as well forget it and come on yeah, back. Well, but, Doc, I, uh, I ain't told you to pay off yet. When I got back into the ambulance, guess what I just found in the front seat? How should I know what you found? A baby, Doc. A baby? Sure. Somebody must be giving him away. Here I am, minding my own business. All at once, I got a baby. Child's wrapped up like a mummy. Here, Parker, Parker. See if you can get him out of this thing. All right, Dr. Gillespie. Here now, everything's going to be all right. There now. That uh, thing he's wrapped in, Parker, isn't that the jacket to a woman's suit? Why, yes, it is, Dr. Kildare. Some kind of a wool plaid, I think. Or it was once. It is rather worn at that. Uh, so is this baby Kildare? He's been suffering from malnutrition for a good long time. Here, young fella. Here, let's have a look at you. Could I see that jacket, Parker? Oh, of course, Dr. Kildare. <laughs> Gosh, he's a cute little dickens, ain't he? <laughs> Can you imagine anybody just leaving him with me like that? Not if they believed in the influence of environment. And you don't have any business up here, Wayman, so get out. Oh, jeepers, Doc. I mean, sir, I feel like I was kind of responsible for the little shaver. Well, you can experience the joys of motherhood just as well in the ambulance room as you can here. Go on, beat it. Oh, gosh. I never get to be in on nothing. Nobody else is. Dr. Gillespie, it looks as though you can get ready to experience a few of those joys yourself. What the tarnation are you talking about? Well, there was a note in the pocket of this jacket, and it says, uh, quote, I have nothing to live for, but my baby has his whole life ahead. He needs help. 
So I give him to Dr. Gillespie at Blair Hospital to do with as he sees fit. And it's signed, Jackie's mother. By the great horn spoon. No, good heavens. Another abandoned child. No, this is more a transfer of ownership, Parker. Doctor, this one seems to be your case. Confound it. Parker, take the boy over to one of the examination rooms and strip him down and I'll be over there in about five minutes. All right, Doctor. Come on, young man. And let's go get cleaned up now. Jimmy, unless that baby has some fast medical attention and a lot of luck, we'll have a corpse instead of a case. Maybe two corpses. Two? Jackie's mother. Hmm? I don't know who she is, but I'm betting she needs help and needs it fast. Hmm. A woman's in pretty serious trouble when she's willing to give her child away. Yes, it's generally considered the last resort. And then we've got to try and find her. That next step after the last resort could be anything. Hello, Wayman. Yeah. Oh, this is Kildare. Oh, uh, uh, hiya, boss. Say, uh, Detective Lieutenant is on his way up here to see me. Yeah. It's in regard to the mother of that baby you found. Uh-huh. Now, will you stand by, Joe? He may want to talk to you. Yeah, okay, sure. I've got a hunch we have to find this girl right away, if we find her at all. Yeah. Oh, just a second, Joe. You're right. Yes, Parker, what is it? A Lieutenant Dan Riley from Precinct Headquarters is here to see you. Oh, fine. Send him in. He's here now, Joe. Yeah. See you later. Yeah, okay, boss. Come on in, Lieutenant. Thanks. Sit down. Got here in a hurry. Yeah. I understood somebody over here was burning up to have this girl found. You, by any chance? That's right. Why? How come you're so worked up about it? Well, I... I think a girl who's forced to abandon her child needs help, that's all. Can't help her unless I find her. That's simple enough, isn't it? Yeah, when you say it real fast. That the jacket there the kid was wrapped in? Yes. Well, that's our best bet, but the odds are long. Exactly where was it your driver left his ambulance parked? Uh, Let's see. I have it here on the report. On the east side of First Avenue, about 100 feet north of Dutton Place. He went into the apartment houses at 1042 and 1046. What was the time? The call came in here at uh, 624. Joe got there at 6.45 and was away from the ambulance for about uh, ten minutes. Well, I'll see what I can do, Kildare. Looks like a matter of trying to match this suit material. Somebody may recognize it, and the girl may still be wearing the skirt. Do you know that neighborhood? I know it. Bunch of flop houses, honky-tonks, clip joints, typical skid row. Mostly floaters and down and outers. Yeah, I know it all right. Well, don't count on anything, Kildare. All right, I won't. We can't both be over-enthusiastic... Okay, so you're all fired up to do a good deed. Suppose we do find her and give the kid back to her. She had some reason to dump him in the first place and she'll do the same thing again. Only the next time, she'll make sure of it and we'll probably fish him out of the river. So, what's the percentage? Pretty low. Only sometimes you can change the percentage by stepping in and helping at the right time. Doctor learns to make his own odds. This is one case, Doc. I've seen a thousand of them just like it. Cynical, aren't you? You get that way if you keep your eyes open and watch human nature. Mm-hmm. Well, I usually do. Helps in diagnosis. I've developed a theory from it, as a matter of fact. A theory, huh? Mm-hmm. The more soft-hearted a person is, the more chance he'll try to throw up a hard-boiled front. Yeah. 
Well, everybody's got a right to his own opinion. Kildare, I'll give you a call if I turn up anything. I don't know, Jimmy. Right now, it's a toss-up. I'm going to keep him under oxygen tonight. We'll try to keep his lungs clear, but... I don't know. Talk about percentages. Now it's bronchial pneumonia. On top of anemia, malnutrition, a deficiency of every vitamin from A to Z. Yes, and abandon besides. Oh, I just can't understand how any mother could do such a thing. Parker, the limitations of your intellect are quite well known already. Well, I like that. He's got to find that girl. I suppose he does. Maybe all we can tell her is that her baby just died. Yes, there's a chance of that. Dr. Kildare speaking. Lieutenant Riley, I picked up the girl's trail, Kildare. Thought maybe you might like to come over and string along with me. Where are you? A flop house called Hogan's Rooms. It's on first, just below Delaney. I'll be in room 38. Come on up. Be there in ten minutes. You recognize the voice of that cynical police lieutenant there? Jack Webb. I sure do. Yeah, so we just heard Jack Webb in a Dragnet episode a little earlier in the show. And now here he is appearing on uh, the story of Dr. Kildare. That was the great thing about radio. There was no makeup. You didn't have to memorize lines. You can be doing one show, you know, during the day and then do another show at night. Completely different character. Well, here he was playing a police lieutenant on both shows. But um, anyway, Dr. Kildare, the missing uh, baby, the abandoned baby is the name of the show. May 31st, 1950, Lou Ayers as Dr. Kildare with Lionel Barrymore as Dr. Gillespie. And I hope you're enjoying it. We will get back to it. Are you going to be here? Are you leaving early, or what are you doing? Uh, well, I thought you were or... done with me when you didn't like my song choices for learning the lyrics. Not not good song choices. This I don't hear excellent song choices. Nah, I what? disagree with you. No. Oh, I chose only excellence. All right, we'll be right back. Stick around. If you enjoy classic radio shows like The Lone Ranger, Sam Spade, Burns and Allen, Have Gun, Will Travel, Gangbusters, and Sherlock Holmes, become a member of the Classic Radio Club. Each month, you'll receive 10 half-hour classic radio shows along with historical liner notes. The 10 shows will be on five CDs or via digital download, whichever you prefer. You'll also receive an email every week with a digital link to the full five-hour Hollywood 360 radio show and the 30-minute Radio Rarities podcast that Carl Amari and I co host. In total, you'll receive 34 classic radio shows per month. Become a Classic Radio Club member at ClassicRadioClub.com or call 815-900-7535 to speak to a live operator. Log on to ClassicRadioClub.com or call 815-900-7535. That's 815-900-7535. And now back to Hollywood 360 with Carl Amari. Before we get back to the story of Dr. Kildare, I do want to remind all of our listeners that Mies Meals, one of our amazing sponsors, has an incredible offer for you out there in Radio Land. And you can get Mies Meals delivered to you just about anywhere in the United States of America. And they have it all figured out, man. 
you get these incredible ingredients, everything you need to make a gourmet meal. It's all ready for you. It's sent. You just cook it. It takes about 15 to 20 minutes. It's on your table. It tastes delicious. And special offer of 50% off when you use the promo code CARL the very first time you order. You know, for me, Carl, it's always that what's for dinner question. Yeah. And it's just the same old thing day after day, week after yeah, week. Yeah, burger, but guess this what? or that. Yeah. Right. I mean, I like to cook on the grill. There's always the basic things that I do, but it gets kind of old and boring. But guess what? Me's Meals comes in with creative recipes, things I wouldn't know of, things I wouldn't think of, things you wouldn't find anywhere else but Me's Meals. And they have rotating menus there. 10 or so, you know, offerings each week. There's salads, there's snacks, there's dessert, there's main courses. They're completely customizable, whether you have gluten-free or you're vegan or you don't eat dairy or you don't like onions, whatever it is, completely customizable with top quality ingredients. And I think that's what makes Mies Meals really above the rest. Yeah, we've been ordering these Mies Meals for over a year now. And I have never, I mean, honestly and truly, folks, I have never had a meal that I didn't love from these meals. Now, I've gotten the same thing sometimes here sometimes, and there. Yeah. But I try new, in fact, this this week coming up, mm-hmm. I this is the first time I've gotten these, uh, was it, it's a Carnia taco. Tacos. Yeah, I've never, I've never mm-hmm. ordered that. I can't wait. It looks great. There's a picture. There's always a picture of everything on their website. They do such a There's not only photos, there's all the ingredients and the nutrition of all of the ingredients. So um, really smart, healthy, delicious food. Yep. So um, I just implore you, try it. Go to their website at least and check out Mies Meals, M-E-E-Z Meals.com. Look at all the, uh, the different dinners that they have for you for the coming week, and then it changes the week after that. The other thing I love about Mies Meals is, They'll never send you food you didn't order. So you order, that's what you get, and there are no subscriptions. It's not like you have to sign up. It's not like, you know, one of these plans where they send it to you. You just order when you want to order and don't order when you don't want to order. That's another great thing about Mies Meals. They're there for you. You can order it. You'll have it. And then you can cook an incredible meal. And I'm telling you, like what we do here is I get, I get two meals a week. Lisa gets two meals a week. Mike gets two meals a week. And we and that that's two days in the week you don't have to worry about, right? right. Mm-hmm. That's the great thing. And you know you're going to feed your family incredible, delicious, healthy food. So go to Mies, M-E-E-Z meals.com and make sure to use the promo code CARL at checkout to save 50% off your first order. Mies Meals, you'll love it. We do here, that's for sure. We're listening to the story of Dr. Kildare, May 31st, 1950. My mom had two radio shows that she loved more than any other show. I can tell you what they are. Okay, what are they? Dr. Kildare yep. and Life with Luigi. That's exactly mm-hmm. right. She loved both of those shows. She likes all the shows, but those were her favorites. And I hope you're enjoying this. The story of Dr. Kildare. Let's tune it in. Here's the conclusion. She and the kid lived here for three days, Kildare. She paid for the room in advance for the first two days and then skipped out around six this evening. She owed the proprietor one day's rent, 25 cents. That's what a room in this flea bag costs. And I'll make you a bet, Riley. You paid that two bets, didn't you? 
She didn't have any luggage, no visitors. There's nothing in the room that gives any lead on her. She brought in a quart of milk yesterday, the empty bottle's over there in the corner. Hmm. 25-cent room, quart of milk, alone, nothing to live for, and she gives her baby away. Add it up. When a dame dumps her kid, it's usually one of two reasons. A new boyfriend or she's down and out. I'd say this one's the down and out kind. Well, you have a description of her now. That ought to help a little. Maybe. She's still wearing a skirt to this jacket, a faded blue sweater with it. She's blonde, thin, 2021. I sent out an APB. One of the cars may pick her up. I thought we'd check some of the cafes around here. All right, let's go. Okay. Oh, by the way, she was registered as Eleanor Mason. From where? From nowhere. Around here, nobody cares. Look, Riley, suppose we get something straight right now. All right, shoot. You wanted me to see this place for one reason. Because you think I'm a hothouse boy living in a plush and chrome office up at Blair Hospital without ever realizing just how rough life can get. Well, do you? Riley... I worked in a clinic less than six blocks from here while I was interning, and at one time or another, I've been inside all these tenements and flop houses. I've treated hundreds of these people, suicides, alcoholics, dope fiends. I know what they're up against and what you're up against. There are no arguments on that score. All right. But here's the difference between us. You think the problem's too big for any one person to tackle, and I think the only way we can ever hope to whip it is to keep on trying. That's why I'm on the staff at Blair instead of running a, a gold-plated pill factory of my own somewhere up on Park Avenue. Okay, Kildare, sorry. A guy can be wrong, you know. Yeah, yeah, that's right, a guy can be wrong. All right, let's check those cafes. Well, as far as I can tell, child is still holding his own, Jimmy. Good. I don't really expect a crisis before tomorrow night. We're doing everything we can, but he simply doesn't have any reserve strength to fall back on. So, well, I don't know. Incidentally, his last name is Mason. We found out that much, at least. Yeah, but you, you didn't find his mother. No. No, we traced her as far as a cafe on 10th Street where she had a cup of coffee a couple of hours ago. Cashier remembered her because she had just four cents. The coffee was a nickel. Then she's flat broke. She can't travel very far on foot. As far as eternity, if that's what she has in mind. <laughs> well, she's desperate enough. That's what Riley thinks. I left him over there a while ago, still at it. He's a good man. It's too bad he's got that cynical attitude. Well, with him working the district and the whole police force alerted, there's still a chance, Jimmy. There's got to be a chance. You know, it's funny. I've never seen this girl, and yet all at once, she's the most important thing in the world. Kildare speaking. Lieutenant Riley. Look, Kildare, I'm at Pier 21, East River. You better get over here. What's happened? We just pulled the Mason girl out of the river. I'd say the odds give her about 15 minutes to live. I thought I told you the one about a doctor making his own odds. I'll be there. Hang on. Return to the story of Dr. Kildare in just a moment. Now we continue with the story of Dr. Kildare, starring Lou Ayers as Dr. Kildare and Lionel Barrymore as Dr. Gillespie. 
That must be a boss. You see, uh, the, there's a red spotlight at the edge of the dock. All right, come on, Joe. Yeah. Bring my kit, will you? Yeah, okay, Doc. They, they uh, must have picked her up in one of the police boats. Yeah. Uh, watch the planks, uh, wait, wait, wait. Yeah, yeah, sure. Over here, Kildare. She's still alive? How do I know? You're the doctor. All right, let's have a look. No, no, no. Keep feeding her oxygen. Mm-hmm. Well, what do you think? Uh, there's still a chance. Heart stimulant may help. Joe, hand me that kit. Yeah, okay, Doc. We got most of the water out before we gave her the oxygen. Here, hold this, Joe. Where'd she jump from? The bridge over there. The patrolman saw her and called the river patrol. We picked her up with a searchlight and we had her out in six or seven minutes. I was on the boat. Yeah, so I gathered. Now then. There. How's her baby? Pretty bad. Won't know for about 24 hours yet. Hey, you're pretty, isn't she? Yeah, she, she will be in the newspapers anyhow. They're always beautiful in the papers. <laughs> this doll would be a knockout any place. All right, so she's a doll. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Now she's coming too. Riley, how did you happen to be riding that boat? That was a lucky guess. With a dame, it's usually gas, poison, or the river. For gas, you need a room, and a room costs money. So does poison. I took a chance on the river. We've been patrolling this area for the last hour. All right, take the respirator off. See if she can make it alone. Now, Joe, start her out with artificial respiration. You're right, boss. Easy, easy now. There we are. All right, now, honey, let's you and me start breathing. Speaking. Good morning, Gildare. Lieutenant Riley. Morning. Hey, what time is it, anyway? Six o'clock. Uh, how's that Mason girl getting along? Oh, how do I know? You just woke me up. I'm not on 24-hour duty around here, you know. Yeah. Well, I gotta fill out my report, and I was just wondering if I could come up there and see her. It's six o'clock in the morning? Riley, go back to bed and get some more sleep. I'll call you when she's able to talk, and that'll probably be noon or after, Okay. Well, as long as you make it as soon as possible, because... Sure, I know, I know. You've got to fill out a report. So long, Riley. Well. Good morning, Mrs. Mason. I'm Dr. Kildare. Oh, Yes, I remember you from last night. How are you feeling? All right, I guess. Jackie, my baby, how is he? He's in Dr. Gillespie's hands, Mrs. Mason, and believe me, they're very capable hands. You're not to worry about him. But he was so sick and I... You picked Dr. Gillespie yourself, remember? Yes. I saw his name in a newspaper and I was so frightened and and so desperate, I, I didn't know what to do. I can understand that. You're from outside the city, aren't you? Mm Mm-hmm. From a farm in Ohio. I ran away and got married. It was a big mistake. We came here to New York, and he left me two months before Jackie was born. I've never seen him again. There now. 
It's all over. Everything's going to be all right. But it isn't all right. It isn't over at all. Nothing's any different than it was before. Oh, why did you have to bring me back? Now, you don't mean that, you know. I'll give you ten to one. You changed your mind before you hit the water. But it's all so hopeless. Oh, what's the use? Good morning, Gildare. Oh, come in, Dr. Gillespie. Well, so this is the fish you pulled out of the East River last night. How do you do, sir? Hmm. I'll have to get some bait myself. Maybe another one like you. Well, this particular fish seems to think we ought to throw her back. Ah, nonsense. I'd do much trouble catching her in the first place. Dr. Gillespie, my baby, how is he? Young lady, I never discuss the condition of patients with other patients. And you are a patient. Besides, he's my baby. You but, gave him to me. Yes, but, but I thought that... Come in. Well, Lieutenant Roddy. Gildare, I thought maybe that you'd forgot to call me and I've got Yeah, to... I know. You've got to make out a report. Official business. Well, I guess you don't need to be introduced here. I don't know whether you'll remember me, Miss Mason. Oh, yes. Oh, yes, your voice. I remember hearing it when I was in the water. It was so kind and gentle. Yeah. Well, uh, if you feel like talking, Miss Mason, I have to get some things for my final report, so... Dr. Gillespie, I think we're going to be in the way here. Well, I never like to interfere with official business, Jimmy. Shall we go? Oh, oh, pardon me. By the way, Lieutenant Riley, the commissioner called me a while ago and said he was glad the case had turned out all right. He'd just been reading your final report. <laughs> Dr. Gillespie, it's after midnight. Isn't there any sign of a break yet? No, Jimmy. His temperature's still rising. May not reach the peak for two hours yet. And the worst part is always this waiting. Poor little boy. Well, we've given him everything medicine has to offer. But that's as far as we can go, Jimmy. Nobody can get inside that oxygen tent and help him fight. It's his battle from here on. His and... Well... Dr. Mm. Kildare... Hmm? Lieutenant Riley's outside in the hall. Back again? Hmm. All right, Parker, stand by here. I'll be right back, Dr. Glasby. Yeah. Hello, Riley. Yeah, sorry to bother you, Kildare, but how's the baby? Too soon to tell you. Would you mind if I sort of hang around here in the hall? Better yet, go on down and stay with Mrs. Mason. Will I be okay? I mean, I know it's way past visiting hours. Special case, Riley. We, uh, we had to tell her late this evening how serious this is. There's a nurse with her, of course, but... Well, you go on down and talk to her. All right, Kildare. Thanks. For what? Anything? Nothing? I don't know. I'll see you later. Dr. Kilbert, thank you. <laughs> there now, Mrs. Mason. Everything's going to be all right. Oh, I'm so happy. I'm going to cry. Easy now, honey. Confound it. The simple statement of a fact is no reason for hysterics. Boy's going to live and has a good chance of growing up to be president or 
bank robber or a gin rummy place, something or other. Oh, Dr. Gillespie. And you, Dr. Kilder, thank you, both of you, for saving him. For saving me. I... I don't know what else to say. Ah, Kilder, you stay here and listen to this gush if you want to. I'm going to bed. No sleep for two nights. People giving away babies and jumping off bridges. Good night. Looks like the dawn's starting to break out there. Might as well turn these lights off, I guess. Oh, oh it's beautiful. So fresh and clean. So wonderful world. Hmm. You didn't think so yesterday. Do you promise to keep on believing it tomorrow? Yes. Oh, yes. Don't worry, Kildare. I kind of think she will. I want to know something, Riley. I kind of think you will, too. <laughs> Tough guy. In just a moment, we will return to the story of Dr. Kildare. And now, once again, the story of Dr. Kildare, starring Lou Ayers as Dr. Kildare and Lionel Barrymore as Dr. Gillespie. Come in, Mrs. Mason. Come in, come in. Thank you, Dr. Gillespie. Shh, quiet, Jackie. Uh, I understand you're leaving us today. Yes, that's right. But not without saying goodbye to you and Dr. Kildare. Well, it certainly looks to me as though mother and son are doing nicely. Oh, Dr. Kildare. No, I, I'm not going to say it all over again. You know what I mean. Well, I'm glad you came in here, Mrs. Mason. I've been wanting to talk to you before you left. I know you don't have any place to stay, so I thought oh, we might arrange... thank you, Dr. Gillespie, but... Well, Lieutenant Riley has already taken care of that. I'm going to stay with his sister and her husband for a while. Mm-hmm. Well, well, about money. Now. Well, money? Lieutenant Riley's already loaned me some money. Enough to last until I start working. Working? Now, there might be just a chance of a job here at the hospital if you... Dr. Gillespie, I understand Lieutenant Riley has already arranged for a stenographic position at precinct headquarters. Yes, mm. that's right, Dr. Kildare. Well, confounded, I suppose you two are going to get married then. Yes. Well, not right away, of course, but... That then may I buy you a silver tea service? Well, if... If you could make it something else... You see, Lieutenant Riley's grandmother left him a... By the great horns. Well, I mean, I appreciate your thinking of these things, Dr. Gillespie, but I... I don't know what... Oh, golly. I'm sorry, but do you mind awfully if I use your table here to... Go right ahead, Mrs. Mason... As a matter of fact, I'm overjoyed to find one thing that Lieutenant Riley hadn't thought of already. You have just heard the story of Dr. Kildare, starring Lou Ayers and Lionel Barrymore. This program was written by Les Crutchfield and directed by William P. Russo. Original music was composed and conducted by Walter Schumann. Supporting cast included Virginia Gregg, Ed Max, Jack Webb, Lillian Bieff, and Jerry Hausner. Dick Joy speaking.
shut that kid up. Carl, did you ever have children? <laughs> I had three. <laughs> no, you did not. Yes. No, you it's did like, not. Shut that kid up. It's driving me crazy. Well, I'm sure your kids were perfect and never cried. They really didn't cry much oh, come at all. On. No, they really Maybe didn't. Maybe you don't remember because you weren't the no, one taking they, good care of them. No, they really didn't cry that often. Okay. You know who they was cry the- now. <laughs> you know who was doing the crying? It was a, a an adult actor doing the crying. Yeah, Jerry Hausner did the crying on that. Yeah, I like that uh, job. I could cry. <laughs> oh, no, but that sounds like a kitty cat. <laughs> yeah. Uh, all right, that is the story of Dr. Kildare, May 31st, 1950, The Abandoned Baby, starring Lou Ayers and Lionel Barrymore. Time for this month in music history. And we're going back to 1983 with this song. Um Oh come on. Um Carl, you must be getting tired. <laughs> uh this uh you I'm trying know to think of the band. Song. I'm trying to think of the band. Culture Club? No. I said that earlier. Yeah, right? you did. It wasn't that either. <laughs> <laughs> Who is this? This is Duran Duran, oh, Hungry Durant. Like the Wolf. Yes. Right, this is my song, Carl. Oh, Hungry Like the Lisa That's Wolf. That's right. Yeah. Peaked at number three on the charts in 1983. Wow. Distant cousin of yours here. That's not too distant. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, good song. Yes. Duran Duran. Well, thanks for that uh, pat on the back there. There you go. Good song. All right. When we come back, more of Hollywood 360. Don't go away. More Hollywood 360 after these important messages. And now back to Hollywood 360 with Carl Amari. All right, join us next time for more Hollywood 360. It's my favorite husband, the lineup, Big Town, Jack Benny program, and Rocky Jordan. Do we know how to do it or what? I think I mean, we've got a formula, Carl. We play the best classic radio, and the sound is always great, thanks to Mike Bubblebath Costella. He doesn't get enough credit. This guy works so hard to make these shows sound great. Mike, you do a tremendous job. Tremendous, tremendous. tremendous. That's your word. Really and truly. And uh, Lisa, eh. Carl, you're pretty eh, good. I put up with you're you when all right. I have to. All right. You know. Stay safe, everyone. We'll see you next week. More classic radio. Don't miss it. Ever. Hi, everyone. This is Meredith from the Senior Fitness with Meredith podcast, where I discuss all things for seniors. From fitness, your health and wellness journeys, how to be all over strong and beyond. I also have my mini podcast called Motivation with Meredith. It's a great, quick, motivational pick-me-up for your days. Join me. Listen now. Search for Senior Fitness with Meredith on your favorite podcast platform.